I always have to keep you in check. Well, this is it, right? <laughs> if I did not have you to keep me in check. You'd be lost in the world. Lost without you. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Love James. You didn't do your, hey, what's up? This is Andrew James. Okay, okay, let's do it. <laughs> Wait for the beat to come in. Hey, what's up? This is Andrew James. And this is Julianne James. And you know what you're listening to. Another episode of Love, love James. James. A show where we talk about love. Marriage, dating, relationships, relationships and everything, everything in, in between. between. And so we are happy to have you here with us on another episode and you know what i'm excited me too i'm usually excited you're but always I'm, always excited i'm super excited because <laughs> today on our show we have the incomparable the extraordinary the wonderful the phenomenal the incredible the outstanding the superb oh gosh <laughs> I don't have another one. Did we say amazing? The, the amazing. The amazing. I got to call her Reverend Marva Tyndale, but we affectionately call her Auntie Marva. Auntie Marva. We're, we're happy to have Auntie Marva here with us. I'm going to give you, I'm going to say her bio and then I'm going to talk. The formal one. The and formal then. bio and then we're going to give the personal relational bio. Yeah. Um, Marva Tyndale is the founder of and director of Real Identity Discovery Ministries. She's an ordained minister. Um, she is. She holds a master's of theology and a master's of sacred studies. Um, and she's a messenger of hope, messenger of hope to the generation. And she's passionate about doing her part to restore broken lives for the advancement of God's purposes. So so happy that she's here. She is a she's a, a champion and an advocate for the next generation. Um, all of her work throughout the years, we've known her a million years. Yeah. Right? A lifetime. A lifetime. Mm -hmm. And um, she's continually, she's been consistent in just being that advocate, that champion for, um, you know, bringing that uh, like a tangible life tools mm -hmm. to the next generation to help us navigate so, uh, and she has this amazing saying, and I'm sure she'll say it um, throughout the conversation, this conversation, but the amazing saying is that she missed it so that we don't, we have, don't to. have to. And I think that's so amazing because she recognizes um, in her life, maybe some of the, the challenges, um, obstacles and things that she has fell into uh, throughout her life uh, or challenges that she's faced um, was for a reason and for a purpose. And so she is, feels empowered and, you know, to empower, to empower, mm -hmm. empower, to empower. She's, she's humble enough to, to share her life and experiences to equip the next generation so that we don't have to fall into those same ditches and so same challenges and same obstacles. And I think that's amazing. And I love her for that. And so we're excited that she's here. We met her, I mean, at our previous church, um, Maybe two, I came to that church like 2000, mm -hmm. 2000, right? And um, so that's 20. <laughs> We're talking about 20, 20 plus years, years ago. 20 plus years. There's her voice. She is here. <laughs> and uh, Julianne. She's here live and direct. Yeah. And Julianne. Probably did, 2001, 2002, thereabout. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we've shared the story about our previous pastor saying, when we were working together, hey, you two should get married. Did we share that story? I'm did not we? sure we did, but she said, you guys should get married. And we were like, nah. Okay, so Julianne <laughs> and I used to work at a church together. And we did a lot of work together, side by side. And I think the work that we produced was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And it was so much so. For the time. For the time, for the time. <laughs> if we look back at the work now, we're like, oh, this is, this is garbage. But for the time. And um, our pastor he said to us, hey, you guys work really well together you guys should get married. And we were like, well, I was like, nah. Mm -hmm. Anyways. But, um, so when we did finally get to that place where, you know what, we realized, I realized this is the one for me. And, um, we began that journey. There was, a an opportune meeting between the three of us. 
Auntie Marva, Juliana, myself, mm-hmm. because Auntie Marva needed some graphic guess, design, graphic design work. And so we met. We said, hey, let's meet at, at Second Cup. Second Cup here, Ontario and Eglinton. Yeah. And we met there and we had a conversation about. God and marriage. And so that's the topic of this podcast. There you go. I think. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. We'd like to talk to Auntie Marva about God and marriage. And get and get your perspective on, yeah, God and marriage and yeah. love. I like to repeat everything Julianne says. Because when <laughs> I, she says it, she sounds intelligent. So I try to sound intelligent too. And I just repeat what she says because that's just. You flow off of each other. So Thank that's you. great. Thank so, you. I appreciate so that. So I'm delighted to be Welcome. with Love James. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Delighted to be with Love James. And uh, first of all, you know, thank you for the introduction. I'm wondering <laughs> who's he speaking about. <laughs> but thank you so much. And uh, I want to say that it's just great that Love James podcast is happening. I really do believe you. your lives just reflect so much of God's heart concerning marriage and love. And I am sitting here and thinking of your wedding day mm-hmm. and how I felt on your wedding day. I know you went back to the conversation we had a second cup when you asked, when, we, when I started speaking to you about the purpose of marriage, mm-hmm. what is it that God had in mind according to what the scripture says? And shared that one verse with you from Malachi 2.15. But remembering your wedding day and just being there, having been to so many weddings and just saying, this is it. This is love. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think I may have shared that with you before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was my sense that day. Uh, so your previous pastor may have seen that as well and said that to you but on that day it was just manifested uh there was the usual ceremonial things that are done the usual you know fun things and everything but underlying it was this this sense that this is love and it's wonderful to see how over the years you have both matured as one have grown raising a family of three adorable girls and now taking you know, your treasures and the gems out to others is just wonderful. So I want to commend you both. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank it you is so much. Great. That means a lot. That yes. does mean a lot, especially from you. Uh, and, you know, thinking back to the days or the moments leading up to that day, like we really wanted. That was our prayer. That was our prayer. Was that it wasn't just about us, but it was that others would feel, feel God's love. God's love. Mm-hmm. And so for to hear you say that, it it. You know, it really makes us feel like, wow, okay, our prayers were answered. And um, so thank answered you. with some, <laughs> <laughs> really answered with some, because it you didn't have to look hard to see it. Yeah, wow. that this was legit. This was a real deal. And you know what? What makes it great is that I'm not just looking back and reflecting on something I felt at that moment. It's just awesome to see it manifest and grow over the years. And say, this is real. This is a real deal. So may the Lord continue to bless you, you know, because this is not something we take for granted. Mm. We don't say that it's automatic. Uh, it is truly the grace of God in our lives. Yeah. And wow. so, you know, thank God for that. And doing the work. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Doing yeah. the work because there's yes. a practical there side is practical to all work. of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. And doing the work. Yeah. Oh, so I think this is kind of what we want to have the conversation about yes. because I think... Um, if anyone were to ask us, I think we would say God definitely has a hand in our relationship and the success of our relationship and is is in the midst of our relationship. But for some people, that can be a very, like, what do you mean? Really? <laughs> yeah, high-minded concept and whatnot. So I think um, going back to that very first meeting when we were engaged, and you sitting down with us and saying, oh, you you guys are getting married. Did, did you know what the purpose of marriage is? And having that conversation with us. I think at the time, you know, I think maybe we understood that on some level within ourselves. But I don't know. I don't know how you feel, Andrew. But I don't know that we practically understood, all, you know, how what that looked like in right. our everyday life. Right. And so I think the conversation we want to have today is kind of bridging the gap between 
this high-minded concept of the purpose of marriage and God's place in our marriage, and then what that looks like in everyday life. That's good. That's good. Mm, that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So where, where do we start? Well, let's start with what Auntie Marva told us on that day at Second Cup. Then. Auntie Marva, what did you tell us that day <laughs> at Second Cup? She should what quiz us. What I say. Said, what did I say? What did you? I say? That's a, thank you, Julia. <laughs> what did I say? What did I say was a high calling and your purpose behind marriage. You remember? Yeah. Um, Malachi... Was it you said two? Mm. 15. 15. 15. 15. 15 mm-hmm. was um, to bring forth godly, godly offspring, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and my understanding of that is is to restore God's design for the family on earth. Exactly, mm. and right in that scripture as well is that He said that's why you do not forsake the wife of your youth. Mm. So within that, it's really the the, the concept that. This thing of marriage is really something that's intended to be permanent mm. mm-hmm. because that is how the wholeness that God desires for children is going to come forth. Right. You know, and that is how the love is going to work itself out. Mm-hmm. And we go into marriages thinking we know what love is, but it has to be tried and tested. In order to prove itself. In order mm-hmm. to prove itself. Right. Now, yeah. can I just say that at this point, okay, two things mm. I want to say about that. One is when I hear that, I immediately put myself in the mind of someone who struggles to conceive. And I'm like, okay, well, God, if you want godly offspring and I want to have children, how come I can't have children? Mm-hmm. Right? So that's one thing. Um, but then I also at the same time have the thought that could it be also that the offspring that we're speaking about is not necessarily just physical offspring, but also are there spiritual things that we, God, give, birth to. we give birth to as a couple? Well, Julianne, <laughs> brilliant. Oh, okay, good. I thought you were going to tell me I was completely <laughs> off. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Okay. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Because yes, we live, we're humans in a natural world doing everyday life. Mm. And just as the, the blessing that God gave Adam and Eve at creation for generations, it's been interpreted as meaning physical reproduction Mm -hmm. of children. Mm -hmm. But really there is more behind it. Just as the same saying, it is. There's more behind Malachi two fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are physical children to be birthed to perpetuate to continue uh, this family that God wanted when He created humanity. Mm-hmm. The creation of humanity is really God saying, "I want a family of human offspring." Mm. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Creating godly offspring, giving him godly offspring, is not just the physical children that are produced. Right. Hmm. The offspring we're talking about is what we are bringing forth that reflects Mm -hmm. who God is. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That is good. And the number one thing is love. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. The number one thing is love. Let's talk about that. What is love? Your marriage is to produce the offspring of love. Okay. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. That's good. That is good. The offspring of love. So what does that look and like? what is love? What yeah. is love? And what do his children look like? <laughs> or <laughs> and hers. What, and what does the offspring of love look like? Does yeah. it reflect its source? Yes. Which yeah. is God? Yeah. Because the offspring of someone is to reflect the DNA. Yeah. So the DNA of love that most people experience in marriage doesn't reflect God's DNA of mm, love. Talk about it. Mm. Yeah. Because in marriage... Love is often associated with, you're making me happy, you're meeting my needs, Mm -hmm. you're satisfying my expectations. It is also, sadly enough, equated with sex primarily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying sex is not an expression, but sex as it is, you know, considered in marriage and equated with love is oftentimes far from what God intended. Mm-hmm. Because again, if this offspring of love that we're creating is self-promoting, self-satisfying, it is not. Because love in God's eyes, true love, is is self-donating. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. I see and look after and think about the need mm-hmm. of the other. There is mutual respect uh, and the need of the other. And if we have that two-way, that mutual thing going, yeah. then no one is trying to outdo the other. Right. No one is taking advantage of the other. Mm-hmm. Because Julianne, you're self-donating yes. as it relates to Andrew. Andrew, you're self-donating to Julianne. So mm-hmm. what do we have? A mutuality mm-hmm. as God intended. Right. So what happens when there is not that? When you know, two people don't have that understanding or, you know, are not, they don't have that mutual reciprocation. How do we get to that? Well, mo- many people live and most people live at that place. And that's why something like what we're doing today, what you're doing, love, 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 James, is wanting to help people to get to that place of understanding that the concepts that you hold, that you've picked up from, novels, soap operas, television shows, movies, Mm -hmm. they're not it. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to try to live life and raise a family and be at your best with those concepts, it's not going to cut it. Mm -hmm. So Love James and other kinds of ministries like, or, you know, kind of uh, resources. Resources. (laughs) Thank you for that. Resources is is doing just that, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, to help people to recalibrate the thinking. Mm-hmm. Recalibrate the thinking. Yeah, yeah we yeah. need to recalibrate our thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is it. And, and, and to recognize that this is work. Mm-hmm. Right. This is work. Work um, on the other person, for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or work for myself, on me? Mm-hmm. Work that begins with me myself Mm -hmm. it is impossible for me to change another person Mm -hmm. Uh, i love the serenity prayer Mm -hmm. (laughs) god grant me the serenity Mm -hmm. to accept the things i cannot change courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to to know know the the difference difference. and the things i can take care of are the things within my own personal sphere Mm -hmm. of influence my thoughts my attitudes my behaviors Mm But my baggage that I carried into the marriage. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I but, need to deal with my baggage. But I have to first see my baggage as baggage. And, you know, I'm in the mind of someone right now who's like, why should I have to change to be married? I'm okay with who I am. Yeah, accept me for who I am. Yeah. Love me for me. Love me for me. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? I, I believe that marriage needs to be promoted differently. Mm. <laughs> it's not what... Most people think it is. I've been married now 43 years. Wow. And if anyone were to ask, what would you define? If you had one word to define marriage, what would that one word be? You know what it would be for me? Crucible. Wow. It's the place where I've been made Hmm. to become who I was really supposed to be. Wow. But that means if it's a crucible, um, and we could use other kinds of adjectives, metaphors, whatever we would use. But that means there's some breaking. Mm -hmm. There is some rubbing. There is just some, you know, outright combat. Destruction. (laughs) (laughs) Fights. Yeah. But something beautiful is coming out of this. Mm. Something beautiful is coming out of this. That's Mm. good. So good. Now, what if an individual can't see that, can't see that this is a beautiful opportunity to break and rebuild me into who I was designed to be? What if they don't see that opportunity there and they're frustrated by the challenges and the obstacles and the fighting? That's an interesting question because there is no answer that works for every situation. True. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not a formula. Right. It's not a formula. I I believe it begins with the somehow. Now let me put it this way actually. The designer of marriage wants marriage to work more than even the people in marriage want marriage to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he really wants it to work. Mm-hmm. And whether we are aware of it or not, 
he is working to make it work right mm-hmm. in our lives mm-hmm. and not everyone will uh cooperate oh, yeah. with that process mm-hmm. but there are some and again i go back love james and other kinds of resources are now available to help people to think about the thing differently mm-hmm. so people need to open themselves to other you know ideas about marriage that they may not have had before yeah, yeah. the concepts 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 about mm-hmm. marriage i heard somebody say that they know you'll never understand marriage mm-hmm. until you're in it yeah right and so what happens now when you're in it you realize this isn't what i signed up for it's, yeah well one of the things that exactly. i really i really love that you just said auntie marva is I believe that marriage needs to be promoted differently, right? (laughs) And so I think, you know, there's a responsibility for those of us who are in marriage (laughs) to not be silent and to actually promote or change the campaign language and the campaign messaging (laughs) around marriage so people really understand that it's not about the dress and a wedding day and... Um, like you said, needs being met, expectations being satisfied, but it really is a crucible, right? Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if you want to, you know, be burned and scraped, <laughs> scratched and brutalized into something beautiful, yeah. sign up here. Or another way to put it, <laughs> like gold. Yeah. If you want to be refined, refined mm-hmm. into the purest in the, into form the fire. of yourself, then you need to be in, in the, the fire, of, fire marriage. of marriage. Yeah. The fire of marriage brings out the best version of ourselves. I truly yeah. believe that. Yeah. And that is the truth. And, if and, we are prepared to go through the process. To cooperate. Exactly. Yeah. And this, cooperate. Is why, this is why marriage is a gift from God. Because God's desire is for us to be the best version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so he uses that as a tool to help us, you know, unfold that process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A friend mm-hmm. of mine wrote a book called The Heart of a Good Thing. And this good thing is... You know, this marriage, the the very first institution that God created, and um, whoever finds a wife finds a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know, marriage is designed by God to be a good Good thing. thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, because we are indeed coming into marriage as quote-unquote broken people, because no matter how much we dress it up on the wedding day, right? Mm-hmm. we have needs mm-hmm. we have areas that not because we've been we've been unwilling to work in them some of them we're not even aware of yet right mm-hmm. and only marriage can and highlight only them only marriage mm-hmm. yes but one of the things I believe is just essential in marriage is the willingness to be transparent the willingness to be vulnerable mm-hmm the willingness to acknowledge that I am not there yet. Right. And this, some of the things that are happening in the marriage and the relationship, I'm not for pointing a finger to say it's about you. Oh, it's only about you. Mm. We've got to be able to recognize that he's working on us too. Mm-hmm. And in one way or another, we are a contributing factor. Yes. Mm-hmm. To, to what's happening. To the fire. In the relationship. <laughs> yes. Right? Mm-hmm. In the relationship. But in the midst of it, and, and love James is giving hope. Mm-hmm. As you read in the bio, a messenger of hope. I believe in hope for marriages. Mm-hmm. I believe when people start discovering and rediscovering themselves in light of who God really created them to be, then we're starting to get somewhere. Because if you have persons within a marriage who have no concept of their true identity and context of who God made them to be, what makes them valuable, what makes them significant, uh, if we don't have that concept, then we're really barking up the wrong tree. Mm -hmm. We're trying to find answers to questions we've not even asked yet. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Wow. Right? Wow. So there's self-discovery. Self-discovery is is important. And where do we begin with self-discovery? Like if you were to say step one to self-discovery <laughs> is. 
it's 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 a kind of thing that what is it about me? Start asking the questions. What is it about me that's not the way it was meant to be? Mm. It it is it may sound like a, a kind of a strange question to begin with. And who would you be asking that question and, yourself? And, 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 but let me put it this way. I know people have different faith postures, different beliefs. Mm-hmm. But I go back to the point that the designer of marriage, the originator of marriage is God. And as with anything, we do this in the natural. You buy a product from Apple. You buy a product for a car from, you know, Toyota, Ford. (laughs) It's not working. You take it back to the manufacturer. Mm. And you say, this thing is not working. So you start asking some questions. You start having an investigation, some diagnostic work done. So in marriage and in this self-discovery process, we need some diagnostic work done with not only the designer of marriage, but the creator. Of me. Of me. (laughs) Right. Of me. Mm -hmm. So there's a a need for some level of true spirituality with the creator, with Mm -hmm. God, Mm -hmm. and being honest and being open, being open to him. That's why I believe honesty is important uh, with myself, Mm -hmm. with God, and with the other person in the marriage. Mm-hmm. What if I'm unable to have that honesty with the other person or myself? Right? What if, or what if I am, okay, what if I'm able to have the honesty with myself, but I can't share that with the other person because of whatever in, in reason? Invulnerability. Invulnerability. You know, fear. Yeah. How does I, one. Again. I go back to the situation that, or to what I said earlier, there is no formula, right. no no answer that works for all situations. Mm-hmm. This is why, for instance, people have counseling. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Marriage counseling mm-hmm. helps a person to work through certain processes. Yeah. And sometimes it's a timing issue. Mm-hmm. It's a timing issue as to when is the right time to share that. Right. Right. For instance, one of my mottos, apart from, you know, as you said earlier, I missed it so you don't have to, because the whole point of that is that I discovered many things over these 43 years. And one of my other mottos that I hold dear to my heart is um, everything by prayer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that motto doesn't say that prayer solves every problem or prayer is the only solution to a, a situation or a problem. But prayer makes the way. For every situation, mm-hmm. it makes the way all the time. And so if that person isn't praying for themselves, somebody ought to be praying for them. Mm-hmm. Because prayer is going to make the way. As I said earlier, God is more interested in the success of marriages than even we are. Mm-hmm. Because marriages, as he designed it, are reflecting who he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the whole earth is created to reflect who he is. We see the beauty in creation, a lovely sunset, the mm-hmm. sunrise. You know, we go out for the nature walks and all of that. And they are reflecting his glory. Mm-hmm. And he wants that in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. And how mm-hmm. is that going to be seen? As we become people who love according to his DNA for love. Not equating love with you make me feel good. Not equating love with you are meeting my needs. Not equating love because you're good at sex. Not equating love because this or whatever the world standard may be. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But according to the first Corinthians 13, it is kind. right? Right. 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 Yeah. It is patient. And all of those qualities doesn't hold grudges that we read at every wedding yes doesn't hold grudges hold on doesn't hold on to wrongs Mm -hmm. it believes in the best in the other person that even if the person is where they are today we believe the love believes in potential right untapped hidden potential Potential that may be so crowded over with so much junk mm-hmm. that either I don't know it's in me or the person doesn't know it's in them. Mm. So love hopes for the best. Mm. So there's all of these. Yeah. Does that make it? Love, does love, it make, yeah, love it creates, 
love creates the space for that yes to manifest and a, and a safe eventually place. Yeah. and yes. a safe place if someone doesn't feel safe mm. making themselves vulnerable yeah. by all means you don't feel that you're being pressured to go out there and just spread your thing out and your stuff out mm-hmm. if the person isn't ready for it mm-hmm. or not in a place themselves there is a process and there is a time mm-hmm. ecclesiastes says there's a time and a place for everything mm-hmm. right yeah but desire Desire, each person holding a desire that what we have now, especially if it's not working, is not all there is. Mm. It's not all there is. And there is more. Society has caused us to think that divorce is the answer. answer. Mm. And everybody, you know, looks at, not everybody, sorry for that generalization, but a lot of people look at it as, I've got an out clause. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But the truth is, in God's eyes, there isn't an out clause. You know, we have situations where, and he said, because the way he created, there was no out clause. But he said, because of the hardness of your heart, I had to give you the the divorce Mm -hmm. (laughs) and make room for it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that if it happens, the person is washed up and finished and over, you Mm -hmm. know. But it wasn't his original design. Mm -hmm. So it's not the first Thing that you look towards right right and there are some situations that get to the place where uh this is the route i've got to go for whatever reason right no one is saying be a martyr yeah but it's don't take the opt-out clause too quickly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and be aware of why you're taking the opt-out clause mm-hmm. because you might you might take all of those same things into the next situation. Into the next situation. If, if you don't deal with them. If you right? don't. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you might be just taking it because it's easy. Exactly. You're running away from doing the work on yourself. Doing the mm-hmm. work on yourself. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, marriage is a faith walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it is a faith walk. Yeah. And uh, people might say, well, I don't really have faith as you think of faith. Well, we've got it. He's given each of us a measure of faith. Oh yeah, you know. And if so, you drive, you have faith. If you drive, you have. If you faith. sit on a chair, you, a chair, you have faith. <laughs> you have faith. And when, right? you, when you get married to somebody, you're believing, oh, huge leap having of faith. faith that this person is going to quote unquote love me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And one of the things for me personally uh, in my marriage that really was a turning point for me, and I've said this to many engaged couples and to newlyweds, and even people who have been married for a while. As a matter of fact, I even did a funeral service on Saturday, and I I, I mentioned that as well. I said, well, let me say what my personal experience is. I discovered that regardless of the twinkle I may have seen in my husband's eyes, regardless of the twinkle he may have seen in my eyes, whatever it is, There is only one love that's going to satisfy either of us to the fullest. Mm -hmm. And we need to be anchored in that love Mm -hmm. so that we are able to generate offspring of love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is a love that God has for me. Right. I discovered that God as my father. When I discovered that God, my heavenly father, loves me with an unshakable, unchanging love, unfailing, endless, unconditional, that gave me such a sense of security Hmm. and a sense of value, a sense of worth that I believe, became the strength within me to look within myself and the strength to work through and do the work that needs to be done to bring a marriage into wholeness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. This, this love foundation, this at the heart of it. Mm-hmm. So in other words, I am already satisfied. Right. And I so am, you don't have to put the expectation for your satisfaction on another person. person. That's exactly yeah. the point. Yeah. That's exactly the point. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we don't share companionship, mutual interests, and we're there for each other. Mm-hmm. But at my core, yeah, I am fulfilled. Yes, and you're not depending. Yeah. yeah. One of the one of the amazing things I heard from Doctor the late Doctor Miles Monroe, and he said the reason many marriages fail is that people ref- refuse to remain single. Now that sounds like tongue in cheek. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> and he used the analogy of uh, a bunch of keys. And he says that each key, before it got on the ring, the keychain or whatever, it had it has its own identity, it stands alone, it's for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then it gets brought into and brought on this keychain. So you could think of marriage being this keychain or mm-hmm. keyring that holds two keys. Mm-hmm. But each key coming together, they come together, but they must still be single mm-hmm. in knowing purpose. Wow. Right. Wow. In knowing who they are, because it too became one on that keyring. Right. Created one out of them. But you better still. Know your uniqueness, your purpose, your value, your significance, because it is in knowing that 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 keychain and that keyring now becomes one new entity. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's the secret. Mm. Wow, one of the secrets, as Dr. Miles Monroe said, you know, that really touched me. So my wholeness, he calls it singleness, which sound, which you know, the word conjures up. Yeah. I mean, it makes you think, though it gets your attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But but that helped me. Yeah, it helped me a lot. And that was years ago when I read that in 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 one of his books, and I realized, no, if I'm constantly dependent on the other key, yeah, to make me feel good today, mm-hmm. to make me feel that I have significance and, and purpose, purpose, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. The key on that ring, just put it in that keyhole. It opens the. Lock it was made for the yeah. purpose for which that key is yeah. made. It came, mm-hmm. it came into that union already with a purpose. Yeah, right. Amen. That's exactly that. That's right. exactly. It. So there, those are some of the, in my mind, some of the mysteries. Yeah. And some of the secrets. And so I learned those two things that really made a difference for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, midway through. And, you know, the biggest one, as I said, is just knowing I am loved. Mm-hmm. I'm valued. I'm secure. Mm-hmm. And that makes all the difference. It, it Because with that, I'm then able to donate love, right. give love, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rather than being so needy. Me, me, me. Yeah. I need, need, need. Yeah. And uh, as you know, a big part of what I do has to do with the blessing. And I believe, you know, even starting out, a marriage without blessing. I know you both were, you had your blessing at your, at your, at your, at your marriage, uh, at your wedding. And that's wonderful, but it's, it's like a rites of passage and you've got to have an empowerment released into that union and that new thing. It's like a new thing birthed and born Mm -hmm. and needs to be empowered so, as I said, we need to start promoting marriage differently, start it differently, right. put some things in that have over time been missed from it that are really key elements that will help people go forward successfully. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm thinking about um, people who have not yet married. Uh, gotten married who might be listening what would you say to them what would your advice be to them what would your advice be to them uh, they want to be married of course um or or about to be married about to be married um but they haven't they're not married yet what would you say word of caution uh, advice what, I, what should i be looking for well do the preparation work Meaning, and what does that mean, and Mm -hmm. where does that begin? That preparation work begins with me. Be on, be 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 vulnerable enough to say to God, your Creator, Mm 
and I trust you have a relationship with 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 the Lord. Show me my stuff. Hmm. What's my stuff? Mm-hmm. Be courageous enough to ask your stuff. Yeah, for Him to make that stuff known when, to you. And when, right. you say, when you say stuff, elaborate on that. What am I carrying within me that would be a disadvantage for wow. a marriage? Show wow. it to me. Because we are the product not only of our own selves and in terms of our, fam- our parents from which we were born, but generations. You know, and as one of the simple things that uh, makes it simple, but it's profound. Uh, for example, show me my stuff. <laughs> Show me even how marriages have performed and operated in my family, in my family line. Mm-hmm. I had one lady ask me to do a blessing uh, last summer. Not the summer that we just finished, but the summer before. And she says, there is not one marriage in my family that has lasted mm. as far as back as I know. Not one. So someone going into marriage ought to be aware of something like that. Mm -hmm. There's something going on here that I need to look at. And again, it is a relationship with the Lord that's going to help us to to look at those things and to be able to deal with them. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the preparation work. Another part of the preparation work, as I said, I believe everything is by prayer is to start praying for this person mm. who you're seeking to be joined in marriage with. Yeah. You may already know who that person is, or you may not yet know who that person is. If we want marriage to work, we've got to understand marriage is something spiritual. So it is something I want to ask here, um, when you say to start praying for that person, do you mean pray for a person? Or do you mean pray for the person, whoever they are? And what should that prayer be like? You pray for the person, whoever they are. Mm. And you start asking God to show you the qualities even that mm-hmm. you should be looking for in a person. So that you can recognize them. you can recognize it. Yeah. You know, I've heard people say that they've actually taken that that route and they've done that and in prayer they had some qualities that were laid out to them Mm. and meeting someone and just using that almost as a checklist Mm -hmm. you know so what it does it grounds the thing Mm -hmm. it's no longer something fuzzy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. warm and fuzzy Mm -hmm. because warm and fuzzy fades Mm -hmm. and when warm and fuzzy fades you've got to have something more to stand on. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the preparation for someone who is not yet married. Mm-hmm. You've got to have something fairly concrete that you're looking at. And as we said, a big part of it is the me. Right. Do the work in me, prepare, show me my stuff, Let me, give me the grace, the strength, the wisdom. Mm-hmm. If I need counseling, let me do that. Show me the right resources mm-hmm. to go to. So I can actually do. If your parents highlight something, if your girlfriend highlights something, if your coworker highlights something, if your boss highlights something, it might just be God showing you your stuff. Exactly. Maybe an imperfect source. Exactly. But be willing to. Be willing. To recognize that as your stuff and work on it. Exactly, and work on it. And the thing about it also is uh, whether you call it a hunch or you call it a sixth sense, Mm. Many people will tell you that, especially for marriages that end in divorce, they'll tell you, or marriages that go through severe struggles, they'll tell you. I knew. I just sensed that something was Mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. Something just wasn't quite right here. But they either did not have the courage to approach it and open it up for fear that they may lose the relationship. Right. So... I'll fix it. I'll live with it. I know how to fix it. And uh, for women especially, women especially, let me say this. Uh, we are not 
entering marriages with the agenda to fix the thing mm-hmm. <laughs> that you see needs fixing even before. I can say to any unmarried woman out there and you're you're in a relationship and you're sensing something uh yes as we come together and the lord will be able to direct you you will know that what is it that is something i'm not going to say you can overlook mm-hmm. but what is it that together the lord is going to bring wholeness to it there are right. certain things like that. Yeah. But again, there are certain aspects and certain dimensions that it's like, no, this is not. Yeah, the Lord didn't build me with the capacity, capacity to, to cover that. that. Mm, to cover yeah. that. Yeah. And I have taken it upon myself, mm-hmm. especially. And I know in, in earlier years, I would hear it out of the mouths of women. I can love him enough to mm. change him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can make him happy enough yeah. through sexual relationships or whatever to change him. No, you cannot. No, no, we cannot. And that's where uh, many become disgruntled that you went mm-hmm. in with the wrong approach yeah. and intention, intention, yeah, agenda, mm-hmm. understanding, understanding, concept. Mm-hmm. On the far side of other side of that, and we'll close with this, what advice would you give to individuals who missed that, right? They did not do that self-exploration. Or the preparation. Or the preparation. Uh, they didn't, you know. And they're at the step of divorce, at the door of divorce right now. Right at the doorstep. What's your advice to them? As a professional hope dealer. <laughs> a professional hope dealer. Yeah. I go back to my my fallback statement. The caveat is that there's no formula, no answer, no one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Because the the factors that would have led you to the doorstep of divorce it varies from one to the other. Yes, right. Things like extreme abuse and you know things you know that just totally inhuman mm-hmm. and especially when some of that I'm going to use the word evil mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that done to children within a things mm-hmm. like that there's some things that you just say ah oh, let's just yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so each situation has to be looked at in terms of what is what is it about this that's sal- salvageable? Is that such a mm-hmm. word? It can mm-hmm. be salvaged. What capacity has God given me for this? And uh, not necessarily. So the first advice is ask yourself, am I taking the opt-out clause that the world gives me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I doing that? Check that out first. Mm-hmm. What is it about me that I've either either buried, been unwilling to look at, take responsibility for? So those are some of the hard questions Mm -hmm. that have to be asked. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Before you really open that door. Open that door Mm -hmm. or step through that, go through that that door. door. Yeah. Go through that door. Yeah. And I would say, especially if you're on the brink of divorce and there are children involved. I'd say think twice mm. and think hard, really, because sometimes a divorce is really a kind of a bartering. Mm. I am looking for greener pastures. I'm looking for happiness. And I'm willing to sacrifice the wholeness of my children and my family for that. Mm. Again, so, so think twice mm-hmm. if, if, if children are involved because it's not as easy to dismiss it and say, oh, they'll get over it or I'll love them enough or we'll share them, we'll do this, we'll do that. 
I have a heart for the next generation, the young children, and I see the pain. I know the pain. Their souls are torn and broken. And uh, the parents not intentionally, but really bartered those children's souls Mm -hmm. for the sake of their finding what it is that they think is out there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's those are some of the things I would say. That's good. Think, yeah. think again. Get some help, and if you've gotten the help, you've said there is just no hope. Uh, I'm a messenger of hope, mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, there is no one size fit all. Mm-hmm. But in many cases, when you look at situations where a person walks through that door of divorce, is that they took the opt-out clause. They're angry. They are hurt. They hurt mm-hmm. and tired. Tired. Yeah. And and things like that. And the the, the work that's necessary to undo that, mm-hmm. they either don't have the resources, don't have the direction, or what have you. But the resources are out there, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. To help. So does that does that help at all? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you so much for. That's yeah, my pleasure. And for being a giant on whose shoulders we stand. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you for just uh, making me part of your lives and your family. Uh, it's a joy. It is a joy to have you in our life. So thank we're you. grateful. Yeah, thank you. So thank keep you. on going. Love, James. <laughs> we'll do. You're doing a great work. We thank will. You. Thank you. Thank you to everybody listening. Uh, we appreciate you. We hope this was a, a good helpful. episode for you. Hope yeah. this was helpful. Hopefully, hopefully there's something in there that you can, you know, digest, chew on. If you had any questions, reach out to us. Talk to us. Um, if you have any um, episode ideas or questions, reach out to us. Talk to us. Let us hear you. We thank you. I want to encourage you to share this episode, share previous episodes with a friend. Anything, you know, sparks an interest. Please share the show. Thank you. Stay in love. You've been listening to another episode of the Love James Podcast. We thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to connect with us, we are Love James Podcast on Facebook and YouTube, or you can find us on Instagram at For More Love James. You can also send us an email at podcast at thejameses.ca, or if you'd like to reach out anonymously, you can fill out the form at thejames.ca slash lovejames.